So I don't think they were, I don't think they saw the outfits as a problem. And that's where we all went wrong in the 2000s. Because <laughs> we, we thought we was cute. I mean, we were cute. Not because of our clothes, though. Just because we were cute kids. But right. oh. the choices we made, mm. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of In Hindsight. We're your hosts, Andrea, Brittany, and Jasmine. We review movies and TV shows from our childhood to see if they still hold up, because sometimes things aren't quite the way you remember them. In this week's episode, we are reviewing Get a Clue, a Disney Channel original movie that aired June 28, 2002. In this one, 13-year-old fashionista Lexi Gold and her friends work together to figure out what really happened to their missing English teacher. But before we get started, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at in underscore hindsight underscore pod and on Twitter at in underscore hindsight pod. If you're loving these episodes, please feel free to subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a review. We would love to hear from you. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that podcasts are published. If you want us to dissect one of your favorite childhood films, let us know on the socials or email us at inhindsightpod at gmail.com. And with that, let's get into it, girl. So this is one of my faves. And as we go through, my thoughts may or may not change. But before we get into the pop culture segment, any thoughts you want to share with the people? Get a clue. There's nothing, nothing you can do. do. <laughs> nothing ever quite what it seems. <laughs> Wake up, it's me, it's you. Get a clue. Yeah, that's the jam. You know how many times I just sing that to this day? Like Dude, 20 yeah. years later. It's mm-hmm. wild. Well, since we started there with that lovely rendition. Um, this song is by the band, well, originally called Prozac. But I guess oh, for Dis- real? I, yeah, I guess Disney was like, now y'all, y'all gotta switch that up. This is for kids. So they changed the name to Simon and Milo, and then they had the little animations. Um, so they yeah, they didn't want people to associate it with drugs. So anyway, that's the jam. Love it. And uh yeah, so we'll take that into the pop culture piece. Wait, wait, so, Jasmine, I have a question. Can you tell sure. me what that song was about? I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was about getting a clue, you know. But like why or what clue? Well, I I assume, you know, it's very, I don't know that I can fully articulate the depth within which, you know, the lyrics are portrayed because, you know, it's like the clothes I bought, the friends I got, you know, my teacher had a meltdown. You know, I look at me and I start to see, okay, a voice tells, voice inside tells me what I must do. I don't know. I assume that it's reflecting, you know, Lexi's transformation and, and evolution uh, uh, throughout the film. That's really what I was getting from that. So I don't know. Any thoughts, Britannia? It wasn't until this moment that I realized the words don't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but at least they're catchy. That's all yeah, that matters. I, I, I have to go really, you know, dig into it. But great Great question, Andrea. I think it really gets us to the core of the film that we are dissecting today. Uh, so we'll definitely come back 
you know, uh, because, you know, they get a clue in more ways than one. So the director here, Maggie, Maggie Greenwald, excuse me, she worked on uh, Mystery Files of Shelby Woo and The Adventures of Pete and Pete. And I don't know, Shelby Woo, that rings a bell. I feel like maybe I watched it before, do y'all? Yeah, I remember um, that, but I, I don't know what Pete and Pete is. Oh, the, um, were they brothers or something? But it was, it was two people named Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it came, I feel like it was Nickelodeon. It sounds like a Nickelodeon thing. Yeah, it was two brothers, but both named Pete for no reason. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. And then the writer here, Alana Sanko, uh, worked primarily on Roseanne. And then, of course, you've got our stars here. First of all, uh, Lindsay Lohan. Um, I feel like we've talked about her before, but I feel like, is this our first Lindsay movie? It has to be, right? Okay, well... We're definitely going to get into, you know, early 2000s is definitely her era, okay? Um, actress, uh, singer, songwriter. Yeah, she producer, was in everything. Former model, okay? Yeah, she was everything. And, you know, her debut was in Parent Trap, which I can't wait until we get there. I'm giving it a five right now. Um, but that, that role got her a three-movie deal with Disney, and then that kind of set her off. So... You know, we'll see her later in Life Size, you know, Freaky Friday, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. And then I think we've referenced Mean Girls several times. That is, you know, iconic. Um, Brenda Song, our girl, we saw her in Ultimate Christmas Present. We kind of went over her rap sheet before, but she was in Like Mike, Wendy Woo, Social Network, uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, uh, Phil of the Future. And I still need to check out Amphibia on Disney Plus, but she has a role there, too. So that is our girl, Brenda. Then we have Bug Hall, who it played, well, Brandon Bug Hall, who plays Jack Downey. And he was Alfalfa in The Little Rascals, um, The Stupid. Alfalfa! <laughs> yeah, I kept looking at his face. And then, Brittany, I saw your message, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. I see, I see it. Um, the Stupids, which I can't, <laughs> I can't believe there's a whole book. Did y'all ever read that? Anchorage? No, no, I don't remember reading that. Oh, I cannot believe there's a whole series about about a family called the Stupids. Like, yikes! Um, the Big Green, and then Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Um, Ian Gomez, who plays Mr. Walker, was on Felicity, Cougar Town, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and The Morning Show. And then, you know, we definitely gotta do My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Like, that's one of my faves. So, oh yeah, my mom loves that movie. I saw that with her. Chicago. We'll, we'll get there for Put sure. Put it on the list. Oh, it's, it's on there. Um, let's see. The guy who played Gabe was on Degrassi, but that's pretty much all I could find for him. Wait, Degrassi that I'm watching? Yeah, but I think it was pretty minor. Oh. Well, I think it said like three or four episodes. Oh, no, it's too many um. kids in that school. <laughs> Unless something drastic happened to him, I won't remember. Yeah, girl. I mean, it, it just keeps going from, from where you are. Um, Amanda Plummer, who plays Miss Dawson, she was in Pulp Fiction, uh, Hunger Games, Catching Fire, uh, Phineas and Ferb, uh, and then that Ratchet, uh, Nurse Ratchet show on Netflix, it stars Sarah Paulson. I like to, you know, be able to sleep peacefully at night. Um, so that's her. Charles Shaughnessy, we talked about Mr. Sheffield before and Date with the Vampire, so we're not going to go over that one. And then Kim Roberts, a strong black lead. She's here as Mrs. Stern, and she's, you know, Paw Patrol. 
She was in Mom's Got a Day with the Vampire as well. We're going to see her again in Cheetah Girls. Very excited. Um, the the black girl that was at the school that had a couple of scenes, Kenan McWilliam, um, and her name is Karen. Okay. Uh, but she was in Soul Food, the TV series, and the Saddle Club. Those are her primary. That's who she is. That's the girl from the Saddle Club. I love the Saddle Club. I love, I love that it. show. I couldn't I couldn't remember where she was from. Okay. Thank you, Jasmine. Love it. You know, I'm just here to connect the dots. Um, and then finally, uh, Sylvia Linick, uh, who played uh, Mrs. Petrosian. She was a Canadian comedic actress um, known for the Wayne and Schuster show, but she passed away in 2009. So RIP. Um, I loved her in this role. And then the last thing, apparently they filmed two different endings to this. So the uh, uh, villain originally was supposed to be Mrs. Stern, which I feel like I thought that she was the villain when I first watched this because I was like, she creeping around a lot. But then they changed it, I guess, at the last minute to be meet the uh, detective Meany. So if you have the DVD, you can watch both endings. So anyway, <laughs> all right. They so should have put we... them both on uh, Disney Plus. I know. I, you know, but it's like Clue. Which yeah, I that's like how I Japan. felt at the end, yeah. So, which, I mean, I don't even know. I've never watched all the alternative endings to that either. I want to know why, what Miss Stern had to do with any of it. <laughs> she was creeping around, but for, like, no reason, so. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I was like, I wonder why they changed it. Because I feel like that fit in with the original more so. But who knows? We, maybe we'll tweet them and see if we get an answer. All right, so with that, let's get started so we have this opening uh we got you know we're getting a clue okay we're we're getting it we have these establishing shots we meet lexi and her family the school etc etc so what were y'all's thoughts on this opening sequence you know our main characters lexi's uh, article and then you know Brittany as the uh, resident new yorker (laughs) what is your take on new york's portrayal so far Okay, I love movies set in New York because now that I live here, because I have eight years worth of experience to be like, that's not New York City. But funny thing is, so they were, they, I guess Lexi lives on the Upper East Side if she lives by Hunter College, but she, even though she's never taken the subway, which is unrealistic to me, but they did get the stop right, kind of, because this Hunter College is on that stop and it is you take the six and the four now they forgot the five i don't know what happened with the five but it is also green so they're a step above cheetah girls because cheetah girls just made up some trains we're we're gonna see when we get there nothing in that movie makes sense um at all so i mean i think they did a good job making us think it was new york i don't know if they i feel like they didn't film here but they got the good shots. <laughs> they got the exterior shots, right? <laughs> they, they did not film there. They probably I, filmed in Canada. Is it unrealistic for someone who is rich, who grew up there back then, to have never taken the subway? I don't think it's realistic to live in Manhattan and not have ever taken the subway. Because these kids be on the subway at, like, eight years old. Like, they just be out here. But if you have, like, car services, then you don't have to take the subway. I guess I feel like if you have a car service, I don't know if that's where you're living. Because that's not, and I'm I'm asking for real, because that's not the first time I heard that trope, because I think that happened in Gilmore Girls, too, where these kids on the Upper East Side never took the, the subway. Back then, not now, but in the early 2000s. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I'm here now, so I don't know what the Upper East Side was like in the early 2000s. And I clearly don't know anybody rich enough to have ever <laughs> touched that experience. But <laughs> I find it really hard to believe that you live there and you've never gotten on the subway. Like, and I, I mean, there's rich people, I guess. I mean, that area is nice, but it didn't feel realistic to me. Okay. For sure. Maybe I'll find some rich people. Maybe a rich person will listen to this podcast. Hey, if this was your life, please let us know and feel free to donate to the yeah. In Hindsight Fund. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start taking a poll. Okay, for the next week, I'm just going to ask all my New York friends. This is also the second movie that was in Pretend New York, too. Well, I mean, Cadet only started in New York and then ended in upstate New York. That's true. Although this movie, I guess, I mean, it is more in New York for the whole movie, but it looked... More convincing than Cadet Kelly. <laughs> Whatever street she walked down, I was like, I don't know where you are, girl. But <laughs> Those dirty hot dogs. Dirty hot dirty dogs. Dirty water hot dogs. Yeah. But I mean, I could see, again, I'm not from there, uh, but I could see someone maybe not. I don't know. I'm sure there might be people in Chicago who've never, well, I don't know. But if you don't have to, you know, why but not? Chicago makes more sense. You can, you can drive in Chicago. I never took the TTA. Yeah. So I don't makes know. more sense. I mean, I did tutor some rich kids when I was in grad school. So let me think about this. Yeah. I mean, because I did tutor a bunch of rich kids in Manhattan, and they had some nice apartments. I don't know if they were taking the train. Reach out. Well, bro. the the other thing is too. I'm sorry, I don't mean to get into all this, but I just thought this was interesting. The other thing is back then, going to Brooklyn wasn't a thing that it is now. Like it wasn't gentrified the way it is now. So going to Brooklyn was like unheard of if you were on the Upper East Side, and it kind of changed in like 2008, 2009 era area. So that's why I'm asking specifically back then if it was a thing. Yeah, the kids, the children's are on the subway earlier than I would have ever been able to be on a <laughs> Chicago Transit Authority bus. <laughs> yeah. Because they just be on the thing all the time. That's how they get to school. And if you get on the train at 3 o'clock, unfortunately, you're going to run into all of them. Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah, the way they talked about Brooklyn was interesting, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to get into that. Like I, I can't, but I don't know. The only thing I know about the Upper East Side was, you know, what Serena and Blair were doing on Gossip Girl. So I, you know, I'm not a source. I cannot believe. Spoiler alert! I cannot believe that they made Dan Humphrey Gossip Girl. Like, why? Anyway, that has nothing to do with this. So, okay, yeah, we have the opening shot, the B-roll. Wait, can I say something that's like slightly related, but absolutely not? <laughs> why not? Take crazy. Trip. Okay. Why not do a crazy dance? Nuh-uh. Yeah. Yes. My first, <laughs> my first time in New York, I came to visit Kelsey, and I stayed with her, and we were going to Central Park one of the days, and I walked, we saw, came into Central Park when they were filming Gossip Girl, and we got to see, what's the name, Whoa. Chuck Bass? Mm-hmm. But there was like a trail of girls just like <laughs> following the crew. I'm not surprised at this. Love the title car with the little fingerprint, you know, because we're getting clues. And, <laughs> you know, I always have my eyes peeled. Uh, but, you know, love the B-roll footage that they use in every movie. Taxi, New York. Mm-hmm. Statue of Liberty, New York. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, great. Um, just all the nostalgia in the first five minutes. I was really overwhelmed <laughs> with with the, the clothes, the room decor, 
the the fuzziness of everything, like the little thing wrapped around the computer, the mm-hmm. fluffy pin, the little high heel shoe chair, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> the phone. I was just like, what what is happening here? Um, and I was like, look at the wealth. They got internet. Their video, their video, video chat, like, chatting, right? <laughs> I got headsets. So okay, just to choose outfits. I said okay, you know. Then I'm like, you know, the 2000s were wait, a really rough wait, time af- for fashion. Outfits, outfits du jour, Jasmine. Outfits du jour. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. But yeah, because the 2000s were really a rough time. Looking back Ooh. on it now, it's like, ooh, mm, okay. It was a tragic. Oh. Tragic era. So back then, I wanted all of that foolery. So, I mean, I will say, as much of a mess as the outfits were, this would have been a really fun movie to be in, just to wear all those clothes. I would have loved to wear all those things. Yes, yes. I'll definitely talk about some specific looks that I would I would like to have. Yeah, I have a I have a couple that are very indicative of the time. That were just wild. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh! And do you notice how these bedrooms in the in the early two thousands, everybody had these massive bedrooms with the canopy type thing over uh-huh. their bed? Mm-hmm. And I I always wanted a room like that, but it, there was always huge huge bedrooms that was super heavily decorated, and it all went together. It was super cute. I feel like that was a running theme. Yeah, yeah. I it influenced a lot of my decisions. Yes. Mm-hmm. My- and she had that adjoining bathroom. I said, "Come on, <laughs> everything you, you the choosing outfits. There's outfits to choose from." That was exactly <laughs> <laughs> just like go off, y'all. Um, okay, so then we meet the family, and you know they actually have a family. Like nobody's dead. Um, everybody's present. The dad. It's really sad, but the bar is so low. That the whole time I was like, wow, this father cares about his child. Where are we? This can be a decom. So I I just <laughs> and we'll we'll continue to I'll continue to bring him up throughout. But uh, this is where we get kind of the the thing about him being a journalist and him dropping his little nuggets of wisdom. Uh, and then we see this article, which no one ever tells her is an awful thing to do. <laughs> movie so exactly i don't know if Thank y'all you. have had any thoughts on just the, the family or the journalism piece how they introduce that it's all her fault really <laughs> this whole movie the whole movie is her fault as as you as you do that's <laughs> that's the main character's job <laughs> but more than it's her fault it's like it's kind of it's a complete invasion of privacy and no one said maybe don't invade people's privacy Right. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever once did they mention that she got she got praised for it, and that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, she wrote a story about her teachers that wasn't confirmed and put it in the major tabloid. And like, why even the teachers were mad at her. Even oh, yeah, the teachers no. were mad at her. That didn't make they any were. sense. But I was like, are y'all really desperate for stories that this is what we're printing? Like, I know it was like the Daily Examiner or whatever it was supposed to be spoofing, but um, really, like, this is news. Like, who cares that these two teachers are dating? But, okay, girl. Uh, well, people you, care about, like, upper class it. drama. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know I if guess. the teachers well, were upper class. They weren't, but, but they, yeah, they were associated okay, with the upper they were class. Like, <laughs> but then, I don't, know, I don't know the target audience for the paper, so I don't know. <laughs> the target <laughs> audience was the uh, the woman that worked for the family. Oh, 
Poor thing, because she, she read it every day. I guess. But yeah, like you said, under the teachers, they, they were just like, yeah, this is great. And then she just went up, Lexi just went up to folks like you didn't just out them the day before. <laughs> like, oh, hey, I, I don't know. It was weird. And even her dad, like in all his talk about this is what journalism is and the whole thing about gossip versus real news and all that. He was never like, he was like, oh, this is a human interest piece. It's like, no, no, this is, this is you spying on people and then sharing with things that are appropriate. <laughs> technology i use my sister's spy camera to see around the corner like come on okay and can we can we talk about this terrible new york accent please that this kid had and i went on a google search to see if anybody else in the universe had the same thoughts and i couldn't find anything but (laughs) when he first started talking i said well i know that's not how he talks and he just it just kept going it was like every stereotypical it was so, it was so bad. He leaned way into that too. I don't know. He was acting like he was in a production of Guys and Dolls. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he went way, uh, old school. <laughs> <laughs> forget what is it? Forget about it. I was just like, what are you saying? <laughs> Truly, <laughs> I didn't understand his character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I had, that threw I had me thoughts off. about his character too. That threw me off the entire time. And then I was like, okay, because later we get introduced to Detective Meanie. And then his name is Jack Downey. And I was like, oh, is he, you know, down because he's lower class, but also he brings down the mood. He's so also British. <laughs> he, is? he had a British accent. Oh, Jack? Meanie. The vampire. Oh, no, yeah. But he's oh. actually British, isn't he? Also. I don't know. I think he Oh, is. that's his I real have- voice? Yes, to, that's uh, his real voice. <laughs> that's how we talked in the nanny. Real accent. The nanny name, Fran. So, yes. Bug is from Texas, as you might imagine. So, oh, okay. that kid is from Texas. Uh huh. He's super curious. <laughs> well, he said, shows. "Let me watch The Godfather, and I will right. figure it out." <laughs> exactly. Oh gosh, I did appreciate that they brought up um, Hedda Hopper, who was a real, you know, gossip columnist. But this whole thing about uh, gossip isn't real news, and she, it was like it's an advice column, and like anything that girls like is dumb. <laughs> This whole this whole movie. I mean, this was the era of of uh, reclaiming those things. Um, you know, what is it? Clueless, and then you know, Legally Blonde. This is kind of during yeah, the same time. Yeah, you're right. So and Miss Congeniality. Like, oh yeah, Miss Congeniality, which yeah, definitely on the list. So you know, they're playing with that. So I appreciate we got a kid friendly version, whatever kid friendly means, <laughs> but you know, a Disney version. So that was cute, and I appreciate um, old girl uh, Karen. When uh, Jack tried to be like, yes, you know, it's soft. And she was like, I don't know who you're talking to, but she's going to be on the Daily Post. And I say, yes, girl, you better stand up for Lexi. Okay, then, let, so, let her know. I appreciated that. And they were like, ooh. And I was like, <laughs> I can't. This is such a seventh grade, eighth grade thing. So I don't know. Anything else y'all saw um, in the school or? Oh, I um, remember having a binder. Oh yeah, she kept binders. carrying around that binder. Yeah. Love it. it. Took yes. me back. Love a binder. I didn't carry the binder to school. I had the binder in a bag, but in school, yes, one for every class. Very excited about my color coded binders. 
back to school shopping. Oh my god. Oh, There's nothing oh, more. The so adrenaline, exciting. the rush. It's so good. I bet it's <laughs> so expensive now. Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Mm-mm. It was just the most fun thing to pick out your binders and your mm-hmm. folders and your mm-hmm. notebooks mm-hmm. and, and, pins and, and your pens and your pencils. Yep. Yellow is for social studies. Right. <laughs> orange <laughs> is for math. I don't really like orange. Red is for history. Blue oh, is for science. Purple mm-hmm. is for, I just pick English right. language arts. That <laughs> language arts. Oh, man. That brings it back. And then, like, locker decor (laughs) I just I can't this is too much but yeah seeing all that again it's fun (sighs) yeah I gotta have to get rid of my binders but I still have a notebook thing I realize I have so many notebooks I have never written in but I was like oh I like the print (laughs) I gotta get myself together um the CIA woman who came in (laughs) no you said you start to miss your cat (laughs) I thought about you. <laughs> and I said, I relate. And then it just like cut. Like that was it. She delivered this little monologue. She was like, I'm lonely. You know, the hotel room. I said, so, okay, ma'am, let's get to the CIA piece. But also I'm like, how much can you actually tell people about being in covert operations? I don't know. But at least she was honest about the life she was living. Um, and I did like Jen's outfit, rather her hat. I think this one she had like the red bucket hat. I can't remember. Yeah, I like that hat, too. Those hats were a thing. I don't think they ever flattered me, but I did like those hats. I wanted one, but I wasn't really a hat girl, you know. Um, And then here we have where the the mystery begins. We've got a romance or, you know, drama going down in the stairwell. So any, any thoughts about their conversation? I love you. Well, I don't love you anymore. I was like, dang, um, Orlando, yeah. why yeah. you have to go in like that? It was a pretty intense uh, conversation for a kids' movie. I was like, this is a, this is juicy. Oh, and good. <laughs> that's why I love this movie because it doesn't feel like a decom. It's like, ooh, no, it doesn't. It's real. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, ooh, dang, and, and y'all trying to do this at the school? I mean, I guess they that was like the only place since they lived so far from one another. But it's like. Mm. But yeah, he didn't have to go that hard. And she was like, well, only one of us will be left standing. And I said, you better tell him. He better be gone. And it won't be me. (laughs) That was everything. So Lexi's back home typing furiously on the computer. Then they, you know, figure out, okay, there's, you know, Mr. Walker might be dead. Okay. And at this point, I was like, at uh, 10 or 11, I said, ooh. It's a car coming out the river. Ooh, right. Kind of right? Like, oh, that was the time. I was like, this is a Disney movie? <laughs> Look, they they went all out. They say, y'all are going to get a mystery, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so they think, you know, Mr. Walker is dead or at least missing. And then, you know, they get together, the friend, well, not really the friend group, but, you know, by convenience, they're like, look, let's investigate this because as 13-year-olds, we know more, okay, than the detectives. Wait, so they're supposed to be 13? Together. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought they were in high school. No. But all the other kids looked young, so. Bugle was like 17. It's, it's, no. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is like. 35. Five or so years. Yeah, I so, looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she she was in high school, yes. Um, 
Any thoughts, further thoughts on that, Andrea? What was it just the the outfits or it was yeah, it was the outfits, it was the way they talked to each other, it was how tall Bug was. They just they didn't look youthful. <laughs> it's like Ellie Cat Strike where they're trying to convince me they were in eighth grade. It's like no, no. They were in eighth grade, <laughs> Ellie Cat Strike. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they I were they were in junior high school. I put them in the age I think they should be, and I don't even listen to the movie at this yeah, point. Yeah, because they look way too old. <laughs> well, you know, double team, you just watched that. They were <laughs> they were 47 in the middle With school. Some 10-year-olds. <laughs> um, but I guess what are y'all's thoughts on, you know, the mystery as it's unfolding so far? You know, the fashions, and then we get some more journalism one-on-one from the dad. I love it. I mystery is my favorite genre of books, so I say that's another reason why I love this movie because they're like, like Nancy Drew trying to solve a mystery and it had all the elements that I love. So I think it was good because they didn't, I don't know, I guess, like you said already, it didn't feel like a Disney Channel original movie. I think they gave us the elements of like, this thing happened. Drama, that's what it is. They gave us drama that you could be invested in and that made it feel more real and you just want to know what's going to happen next. Like it, it pulls you in. And I actually had forgotten. I could not remember the ending of the movie. I remembered everything but the ending. So I was kind of on the journey with the characters. I thought it started well. Like when they pulled the car out of the water and he went missing. I was I was like, ooh, ooh. But I don't love kind of opposite of Brittany. I don't love whodunits. Like I'm not a huge fan of of mysteries. Um, do you want to hear my, do you, I'm not going to say if Brittany doesn't want it, but do you want to hear my rule about figuring out who it is in a whodunit? Yes, I love whodunits. That's my favorite kind of mystery. Right, but do you do you want to know how to, if to be over in the first 10 minutes? Yes, tell me. <laughs> you want it to be over. Because I used to read those books, you know, where you can read the whodunit books and then yeah. try to solve it yourself. I used to read so many of those as a kid. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't read a lot of kid books when I was a kid, which is a problem. But anyway, it's the person. It's going to be one of the first two people you meet in the movie. That's not the main character. You're going to meet this person right at the beginning, and then you're never going to see them again up until like right at the climax of of the um, <laughs> of the thing. So yeah. it being Miss Stern, that's who I thought it was was going to be because she fit that criteria of right at the the beginning and you never hear from her and then she comes back at the end um so they threw me off with the meanie thing and i will i will give them that but yeah i just i couldn't keep my it couldn't hold interest in it with them just running around and and buying stuff at the spy store and all that stuff so that was random that they all showed up (laughs) at the spy store and like didn't have a like good reason some of that dialogue was rough. That dog was <laughs> real was. rough. I was giving them a lot of grace. I was. Because I love my girl so- Brenda Song. And I love my girl Lindsay Lohan, but it was, I had to overlook a lot of things. <laughs> they struggled a little bit. And I was like, they could have fit. Well, it's the same thing like in Cadet Kelly, where I was like, y'all doing a lot of montage. Like, instead of doing all this, like, we're running around, we're zany kids. Uh, we could have had some story. <laughs> Right, because we know who they are, but they gave us all the personality in, like, the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would have been interesting. It's, you know, they sh- again, they should have had us consulting on set. They should have. We was ready. In, in the writer's room. Um, 
Okay, so, well, I'll come in and out of the fashions. But the shirt she had on um, when she was typing on the computer, uh, and she had those French tips, and I said, oh, this is 2002. So uh, I feel like a lot of these things I got from Limited 2, and that's still... (laughs) I was like, I feel like I had that shirt. I don't know. But then I was like, okay, you know, that was definitely a time. And I hate that it's justice now or whatever, but that's where I got all my fashions. Yeah. Those colors were, I'm not, I'm not one for external stimulation. They were, the colors were a little bit too much for me. <laughs> um, and, But yeah, it was a lot of that stuff. Like when the, in the fashion montage scene, mm-hmm. uh, Lindsay Lohan was wearing like a, a, was it a blue? It was like a red top and a blue skirt. Mm-hmm. And like red shoes, the most awful red and blue to go together oh, ever in existence. And I've seen that. Like that's not the first time I've seen that. So that was like really <laughs> popular back then. And I was like, what was happening with these colors? I, I didn't don't know. I, like a lot of a lot of the problems with the fashion could have been solved if the colors were okay. <laughs> I don't know what we thought we were doing back then, but it, it was, was so really <laughs> it was a time to be alive. It was rough. Know. It was rough. I, you know what I think it is? My theory is that we were coming out of grunge in the 90s and they just, mm. they were trying to overcorrect and they went too far. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. So I don't think they were, I don't think they saw the outfits as a problem. And that's where we all went wrong in the 2000s. Because <laughs> we, we thought we was cute. I mean, we were cute. Not because of our clothes though, just because we were cute kids. But oh. the choices we made, mm. They were not good. Mm-mm. They were not good. I did like her. Um, I don't know where we are in the storyline, but I did like the outfit when she was in mourning. <laughs> yeah, I did like that outfit. Now that I would wear cute. that. <laughs> that was cute. I and thought Brenda that was a little Stein too grown a, up for an eighth grader. The lacy tights. <laughs> yes. What is happening? I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be able to wear those tights. And then I liked the outfit where they were all four of them walking down the street together. I like Brenda's song and Lindsay's outfit. I did, but the, like the black pants. See, I was just telling, yeah, I was just saying that about the colors. A lot of the problems could be fixed if the colors weren't so bad, and they just were wearing black and white, and those were the best outfits in the movie. <laughs> yeah, the the morning outfits, everything. I everything. said, y'all better come. Fantastic, yes. Yes. yes, that sleek black. That's that the moment where I said, now if it's one thing Lizzie gonna do, it's serve mm-hmm. with an outfit. She That's is the moment that I wrote that down. <laughs> She is going to come through. Now, my mother would have never let me wear that anyway. No. Definitely not to the school. Mm-mm. So I don't, again, I don't know where where all these kids are going in these fashions. But I love that what Brenda's was like black and pink or something. She had the little hair things. The little like extension color thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, that's I so that. cute. I yeah. thought she was so cute. <laughs> but also it's because it's Brenda. Like, I feel like she could pull it off. But... You know, always down to the Claire's, trying to get them little hair things. I had no business having. Um, did y'all talk about the other outfits? Did I miss that? I talked no, about the No, not from the montage. We talked about the one at the end. Yeah. I just picked the two that I liked the most. Okay. Oh, the the black trench coat? Yes. Yeah. That That's a look. Mm-hmm. Like, it was. That, it was I, would wear, look, yes. I want to wear that right now. Yeah, that was because a look, yes. The hair was also on point mm-hmm. here. We had different hairstyles. It wasn't looking sad. It wasn't looking dry. 
not limp like we nope. see sometimes in these that high pony with the hair wrapped around <laughs> I say <laughs> Lindsay Lindsay go off go off ma'am okay queen queen <laughs> um so just everything uh so and you know we'll get to the other outfits later but we have this thing the dad here you know he's taking care of the kids the mom did not have to give him a speech did not have to give him instructions on how to care for the kids she said i'm gone he said all right he talked about how much he cared about her you know he he was being a parent i just you know the bar is low <laughs> It's exactly. It's real though. These daddies don't even want to have a talk. (laughs) Didn't really do too much. He didn't, but it was so a stark contrast to the daddies that we have seen before, Uh, especially um, double team being so recent. Uh, This was this was was refreshing. That man. (laughs) This was refreshing. but then they start talking about, you know, the, again, the story was like a heartwarming piece of journalism. And I'm like, okay, so no one's still going to hold her accountable. That's fine. Like, uh, but was it he... heartwarming? Because I don't know if it was, no, it seemed like an expose. Right. It did. That's right. what it was. Right. That's I don't know why they're trying to make it adorable. They were, they were, trying, they were relying on the actors because they looked adorable mm-hmm. to make this pretend like them, her outing them was adorable. But no. <laughs> Mm-mm. Right, just own it. That's fine. If you wrote an expose, just say you wrote an expose. It's okay. And then he gives us this uh, I don't know what it is, <laughs> where he's not a platitude, but he's like, There's stories all around you. You know, you never know what hard work, imagination, and a little look can do. And I said, Well, and resources, but okay. <laughs> so the same thing. I was like, okay, you say you're not in your pit house apartment on the east side of New York. Okay, so <sighs> because I mean, I, he talks about having to work. He's like, you can't just get to the front page. You have to work your way up. And it's like, okay, you know, it's fine. She literally just got to the front page, but okay, whatever. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I don't know. But then I was wondering, you know, a Britney question, like, what kind of salary do you have as a journalist at the New York Times? I'm just curious. Like what he was making, what the what the mom did, right? I I figured it had to be the mom's salary because we didn't find out what she did, did we? Mm-mm. She was no, left. I figured it was because of the mom that they had that huge fancy uh, apartment. I thought so too, but I don't know. I have to I have to Google it. If you worked at the New York Times in 2002, please reach out. When when he went missing and they showed the newspaper. Then they did the zoom in on the photo, like dun dun dun. I said, okay, all right, y'all. And they did that more than once. And I'm like, we don't need it. And then when he, uh, when the dad went to wake up um, Lexi to tell her they, uh, the teacher was missing, then the camera was shaking. And I said, we didn't need that. Like, I know what shaking someone yeah. <laughs> looks like. That was yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. Um, I like the jokes about the Barney's warehouse sale. It felt, I was like, this is like a Sex in the City joke, I feel like, uh, in terms of... Well, of the time. Yeah, it's true. Um, and then she was like, even the... I don't know, Brittany, what river was they talking about? The Hudson or something? Because she uh, was like, even the river. fish refuse to live in the river. And I said, girl, it sounds like Lake Michigan. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the East River. Okay. So the fish are not trying to live in any of the rivers. So that's okay. valid. Okay, we got confirmation. <laughs> we got confirmation for that. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. And the man came for career day with the fish, and I said, why? I don't know. Then there was a line in here where she said, she must be wigging. Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't seem appropriate for you to be saying, Lindsay. And I don't understand what they were. It's like they threw that into. It's not like they were speaking in a slang for the rest of the movie, it was very consistent with the way they were talking <laughs> for the rest of the movie. It was confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Like a stepsister when the little brother was like, yeah, I want to get jiggy with it. I mean, yeah, they were talking about men in black, but still, I didn't need that. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> we didn't ask. Oh, gosh. I did appreciate that Lexi had the wherewithal to ask the detective, like, are you, sh- are you actually a detective? Because... I'm not about to answer these questions. Mm-hmm. And where is my lawyer? And the fact that he eventually cut off his mustache because she told him like it's not working yeah. for you. That I was like that. You 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 were wearing a feathery green thing with an orange striped shirt with psychedelic pants, but his mustache is not okay. Cool, cool. Fashion. Cool, cool. Fashion. It was it was a lot, but you know. <laughs> You know, and she was like, he's not dead because there is no body. I say, yes, mystery. <laughs> mystery <laughs> has was, number one. This was a good mystery for kids. I thought yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it started pretty good. Yes. Yeah. It's like the starter pack, you know, where you get, mm-hmm. into, get into everything else. There was a weird transition. Oh, yeah, because the shopping montage and it was like welcome to the party and i was like this is weird i don't i don't appreciate them whispering that <laughs> menacingly between scenes um yes yeah, so i don't know and then there's this whole thing about lexi liking jack and i was like we didn't really establish this but i get you know again boys are mean to you because they like you not just because they're terrible people it's like okay girl. yeah yes, yes. <laughs> so, i don't know um let's see the dad is talking to Lexi again, speaking to her like, you know, an adult. And he was like, well, there's a strong current. So he's probably dead. I said, oh, OK. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> thank you for these comforting words. Um, so I don't know. Did y'all have any other thoughts about either the, the montages or the journalism piece or like the little sister? Because there's always a trope about an annoying little sister or like the smarter one or something like that. She was a plot device. I I kept forgetting she was there. So <laughs> she did too. <laughs> and I, well, I did uh, like that they name dropped Dan Rather and Diane Sawyer. So you know, this is this is a movie about fashion and journalism, and I love it. It is. Wait, have y'all ever been to? I have never seen a spy store. I mean, I know we used to have those random stores back in the day that had just stuff in it. But have y'all ever seen a spy store? I've never store. seen a spy store. And why okay. would there just be a spy store on a corner of a street? No. <laughs> and it's all the stuff to kids. Like, no, it's a problem. <laughs> all the surveillance stuff. That seems highly illegal. <laughs> all of it. Even them setting up. Did we get to where they set up the camera? And oh, no, that's watch the lady? Bigger. Okay, because. Well, let's get into it. All right. So I, the fact that you are filming. Mm-hmm. I think he was recording, and you're going to sit there and watch your teacher all day through the window? What an intrusion of I privacy. It's so bad. 
But it's okay because it's for the mystery. So it it excuses it. And they didn't even, like, did they learn anything? No, none of that was even valuable towards the mystery itself. It wasn't, was it? And then it was such a big camera. Like, it was huge. I thought it was going to fall off the stand. I thought it was going to fall off too, Mm -hmm. but it never did. She never saw it. That irritated me so bad. I thought she was going to, and I didn't fully remember this, so I thought she was going to see it. And be like, what is going on? But no, she was just, she came in immediately started a workout tape. And I said, okay, girl, go off. But again, this whole thing, like, even if the window is at the fire escape, I'm still going to have curtains because you're not going to see anything. (laughs) I just, I don't know. That couldn't have been me. But I think the only thing that they saw was Mr. Goldblum. And even then, even knowing what we know at the end of the movie is still kind of, you know, it's a little strange. Still, so yeah. I don't know. It's something going on at the school. That either. Well, oh, they, they did. They did. Was, you're right. You're right. Okay, never mind. I think he liked they her, did. right? Yeah. But I guess then, he like, showed up to confess his feelings. <laughs> I don't know. The same they day were... the man disappeared. Cool. 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 <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what? This is my opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> right. Finally, he's gone. See, they could have set him up as a suspect, but they didn't go anywhere with that. Like, they were just laughing and talking. We had no mm-hmm. clue what they were talking about. So, I I don't know. There's a lot going on at that school. I want to yeah, go to the teacher's is. lounge, okay? So, I can get the real tea about yep. what's going on over there. But, yeah. So, I was about to say Brenda. Jen and Gabe pair up. They do the stakeout. And then, you know, Jen also does the workout tape. And I said, okay, girl. And then I'm like, <laughs> man, why did you wear heels to c- climb this <laughs> climb this skate route? But okay. For fashion. fashion. I know. <laughs> a passion for fashion. Rats. Um, that was a weird time, too. This is so not a photo op. I'm like, <laughs> this is why we're all friends. Um, okay, so this whole thing. Brittany, to come full circle back to the subway thing. This is where they go to Brooklyn. <laughs> what did y'all think about her sojourn? Okay, and- first of all, they had a map, and I had to remember, oh, this is before uh, smartphones. And I'm glad I never had to get around. Well, actually, yeah. when I came in 20, 2010, I was with Kelsey, so she knew what she was doing. I don't we didn't have smartphones, actually. I didn't get my smartphone until I was a senior in college. But that map had me laughing because, I mean, Manhattan is easy to get around, but another borough is kind of confusing because Manhattan is just a grid, but the other boroughs kind of do some wonky things. Now, when uh, Brenda Song was like, I'm not schlepping all the way to Brooklyn, I was like, I feel that, though, because Brooklyn <laughs> is far. <laughs> For me, going all the way to Brooklyn, it's like, oh... I don't want to do that trip. So I know that's not how they meant it. Cause I think there was another line about Brooklyn's not fancy like the Upper East side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I mean, you're talking about a whole borough. I just, anyway. Um, that was like the attitude though. I remember they were interviewing the, okay, please don't shame me, but the creator of girls and how there was such a big deal. I think this came out like 2010. It was such a big deal that they were filming in Brooklyn because that's where the new hit place that kids wanted to go. And it's not like um, Sex in the City because uh, they they just only stayed in Manhattan because that was the cool place to be. So I remember that being a thing in the early 2000s. Like you don't leave uh, Manhattan. 
And to do that, it's like, why? <laughs> I will say, people here, they if they're in a borough, they usually can stay in that borough for a long time. Unless Forever. they have to, like, work in a different borough. Yeah. But, yeah, Berlin's far. Mm. It was um, the way they did the scene, the area where the mom lived. I will say, now they had all them signs that looked real fake. <laughs> I don't know if it was a Russian or something, but all that stuff looked real mm-hmm. fake. But that area did look like New York, but it looked like Queens. Mm-hmm. The area looked very much like Queens. That's not what they're they going for. In, they were still in Brooklyn in that They part? were still in Brooklyn, but it looked like Queens. <laughs> so they were close. Yeah, I thought they were supposed to be Russian, but I, I mean, that really didn't make a difference. So I don't, I don't know what they were going for. But yeah, I don't know how we would have gotten through. I wouldn't have perished with have trying to, you know, use a map. So I needed to be born at the time I was because it wouldn't go yeah. back out. She had um, upside same. down. Yeah, that was a mess. Well, first of all, before they even got on the subway, the sunglasses with the rhinestone heart in the corner. Iconic. Wow. I, I mean, come on. Fashion. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. The subway is not a scary place. Well, I guess so. It could be terrifying, actually. I think <laughs> I guess it used if you've to never be in the nineties. Yeah, I was about to say back then. Yeah, but this is also it's a little removed from the. I don't know. Wait, yeah, I heard it used to be in the nineties and eighties. But when she got off, and she was like, "Oh wow, what a riot! Who knew?" <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, girl, <laughs> this is a mess," and like everybody. Because, you know, the wherever she was, Upper East Side Manhattan, wherever, um, was bright and colorful. And then when they got to Brooklyn, everybody was muted, wearing like black and dark green and such. And I said, okay. I was like, well, let me see what Brittany has to say about this. Because they were looking at her, you know, obviously, like she was, you know, an intruder. Um, Around there. Yeah. Now, I will say that this outfit... I I remember I used to want them cherry print pants. I say yes, girl. This this right here is a look. L E W K a look. So Brittany, what what's your take on the Brooklyn uh, reaction? I don't know if I paid that much attention to it. To be honest, I will say I think all the clothes they wear in this movie would still fit into New York right now. Because it's New York. You can wear anything. Ever. I follow this page on Instagram. It's like, I don't know if it's like outfits New York or what are you wearing in New York or something. And they have a different person every day that they feature in an outfit. And everyone in them outfits could look like what Lindsay Lohan was wearing. So she fits in. Okay, well, that, doesn't say, that doesn't say great things about the early 2000s fashion. <laughs> You know, when it was great, it was great. When it was not, it was awful. Um, oh, yeah, and then she, well, Brittany, I don't know when you, like, zoned it back in, but uh, she had the standoff with the fake homeless man and then realized. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I I just, well, we'll get to that whole thing because it comes to, you know, resolve in the end. But uh, I don't know, just their... Just her concept of Brooklyn. Again, this whole movie is about her getting a clue and realizing that there's things outside of her little bubble. So good for her, I guess. Then they made this joke about, um, you know, Miss Stern is creeping around Mr. Walker's apartment again for like no real reason at this point. So again, and they, don't, like, they don't ask enough questions about that. That's not normal. No, no. 
So again, I'm like, why did they change the ending? Because they're clearly going towards something. Then they made a joke about having a nosebleed from being south of 14th Street. So I don't know. Is that is that valid? Yeah, I was trying to figure out what she meant by that. And I don't know if she meant, like, do you use your nosebleed because of, like, elevation? I honestly did. I was really <laughs> wrecking my head around that line, and I didn't understand it. So someone explained that to me. Where was she going? Because I know she was making a point, but it went over my head. I think it's the classism point again. I think mm-hmm. if you're a certain class, you don't leave Manhattan. And going south of 14th Street is leaving Manhattan. Oh, because south of 14th Street is like, there's still Manhattan under there. So that's why it didn't make sense to me. Because no one refers to like another borough as south of 14th Street. So I'm like, was well, she not going to Wall Street? Like, is she not going to? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like, I can't. Again, with this writing, this writing is like, this so- questionable. I feel like they're banking on most people not really knowing anything about it. It must be because the show was confused. Because I'm like, I'm thinking of the neighborhoods down there. I'm like, I don't understand. I mean, I guess I don't know what it was like in 2003, but all I got is now Tribeca, Soho, all them things. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I guess. I think they just threw in a line. Let's make it sound good. Right. Uh, well, t- and Andre, we'll use your comment to kind of segue. So, you know, we've got Lexi and um, what's the face? Alfalfa running around. Bug. And so, yeah, my book. And, you know, so what did y'all think about this this class difference dialogue that they're <laughs> doing through this dynamic between Lexi and Jack this whole time? Because she goes to the house you know, realizes what's going on, you know, they break in and the detective meetings, say blah, blah, blah. But what is y'all's thoughts on that? The breaking into the house? Yeah, that and like, I, the class stuff. Oh, I I think that him being in the mirror. Oh, I think we passed that part though, right? Him being in the mirror Mm-mm. when she opened we're the here, door. We're here. We're here. That was good. And then it cut to something else. I was like, ooh, what's happening? That got me, so I like that. I, is this where they had the class conversation? Yeah, it was all through this part because they, well, first of all, just her going to Brooklyn and figuring out what was going on. Uh, but then they go to Jack's house because he's oh. like, oh, it's right here. And I thought they, they were the both being obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I, tell us I more. Thought, <laughs> I thought that Jack's story did not have to be as sad as it was. It was so be sad the, and heavy. It would really be the class conversation. <laughs> It didn't have to be like that. Because not having money it means that you're a tragedy as well. And it, his name is Jack Downey. <laughs> <laughs> he had a shirt that said Navy on it. That was he so did. extra. Because his brother went to the Navy. Yeah. And he was wearing the same shirt in the picture of his brother. I was yes. just like, we get they it. took that picture that morning. <laughs> <laughs> he left that day. <laughs> Oh dear. More propaganda, but anyway. Sorry, Andrew, carry on. Um, I don't remember what I was saying now. They're obnoxious. Oh, it just it made it made Lexi's character just seem like it, it felt like he was like, Ooh, this is a cool new thing I haven't seen before. And it wasn't not, not seeing him as a person, but just like something to be studied or um, it just it does not come off as the heartwarming thing. I did not feel like they found equal ground. I just felt like they were 
they were trying to like beef up this enemies to lovers trope and <laughs> it wasn't working. <laughs> yeah, they really did try to force like again, we did not need a romance in this because not a man all. potentially dies. So I think we've got enough plot mystery there. And um, the teacher's romance was enough. We had that. Oh, that yeah. was intense. Oh yeah. That was drama. <laughs> <laughs> that was so that was telenovela level. Exactly. So I didn't need any of that. But yeah, the whole yeah, I think you yeah, you said it well because I was feeling the same thing. I was like, I know she's supposed to be learning and growing and stuff, but uh this that's very overshadowed by the actual plot. So I don't know. But she was like, Oh wow, people have different lives than me. It's like that's a good lesson for kids to learn, but also the way she went about it, it felt very um voyeuristic in a way. And I was just like, Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, that's the like, word. She, he was like, yeah, he's in Hawaii. He's like, oh my gosh, I loved it. Got a facial there. What's your favorite island? <laughs> Girl, <laughs> clearly he had not been. I mean, come on. I don't know. It was giving weird. Even though the house, even though they're supposed to, he was supposed to be a poor, as we as we talked about mm-hmm. before. Yep. The house was like, nice. it felt like he was destitute. So mm-hmm. they were trying to like really, <laughs> they're really trying to do a lot uh, with that whole thing but i don't know because it was like oh go ahead andrew well that's that's kind of a theme too that we've had movies where people were supposedly lower class like quince living in nicer houses or when nebula and xenon 2 was like i hate this place it's horrible and it was a beautiful Mm -hmm. (laughs) beautiful place with with windows with window like gorgeous ceilings so that gives kids kind of the wrong idea like if you're actually someone without money then that makes you feel, especially if you're, and I, again, I'm doing being this person again, especially if you're a black kid and you see these white kids that are supposed to be bad off, the poors, um, the poors then, then that just makes you feel extra worse. And like, ev- and like everything ever tells you about being, everyone tells you about being black seems validated. So, I mean, I may be thinking about it too much, but. <laughs> no, I think that's just enough. So, or maybe not enough girl, because you can read a lot into the into this little story that they're trying to put together you know this like very entitled white woman uh <laughs> running around and doing stuff and then she was just like oh where's your dad oh he's dead so you know he's he's poor he's a scholarship kid he's got a single parent brothers in the military like all everything in one bucket like, it's just like oh he had to um mr you walker had to give him the computer <laughs> <laughs> the one shirt he wears every day every day um, think about his brother he likes bowling he has his own bowling shoes <laughs> because because he because you know poor people get one joy they're afforded one and joy. It's bowling <laughs> not the one joy yeah i was like bowling has made its appearance yet again <laughs> early 2000s oh my gosh i don't know so yeah that was interesting and then also even when Detective Meanie, and I said, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> when he shows up and they're questioning, and he's like, you know, why would you, you know, question him like that? Da da da. And I was like, well, of course she wouldn't be afraid of authority because exactly. she's rich. Exactly. <laughs> she doesn't have to be. Authority so, doesn't apply to her. So I was just like, okay, I see what y'all are doing here. But I, and I also appreciate she used her fashion knowledge, you know, again, because people can like fashion. That doesn't mean that they're vapid. Like fashion is a valid uh, interest. 
So I don't understand. Because, see, that's why Anne Hathaway got read down in Devil Wears Prada. Because she wanted to talk about this is this is trivial. Okay, girl. I cannot wait till we get there. Anyway. so That's yeah. a great movie. <laughs> so we can talk about who the real villain is. Because, you know, they have rehashed that movie to death. Um, and then she asked, like, what is your mom doing home in the middle of the day? And I thought that was, like, a weird question for her to ask. It was a weird that question. Was. I was like... Maybe that was showing the difference between her mom, who's always working and wouldn't be home or something. Yeah, I'm just I'm not rolling in anybody's house. Just asking questions like that. Like, it's none of my business. Entitled. (laughs) Exactly. So I just like read the room. But I guess she figured it out. Uh, Then they're like, how does a dead man send an email? Dun, dun, dun. And at 10, I was like, that's a good question. How how did they do that? Um. (laughs) <laughs> it was go, a good question, but it never really was fully explained, was it? I guess I don't know. Because I mean, he wasn't dead, right? So you know, he like, could well, send an email for not being dead. Oh, he just <laughs> sent. Well, yeah, but it's like, why? Why did he choose that day to send? Because he needed it to get his scholarship. Why was it sent yesterday? But he just got it today. Oh, see, no, no, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. In my mind, that was because it was his computer. I thought it had logged into his email account. But okay, he sent it. I guess he was just like, "I'm on the run, but I'm a good teacher, so I'm I got to get you that letter." So I don't know the date thing though. I I don't know what was going on there. But um, I did like the back and forth with him and his mom. <laughs> I forgot some some she said to him, and he was like. Thank you, mother, or something. I don't know. That was funny to me. Um, the the 80s flashback with the was, boots was and the toupee <laughs> had me die. It was so funny. He was like, back in the 80s. <laughs> like, it was so far, ago and far away. And then it's just like, okay. And he was just like, yeah, you know, I faked my own death and now I'm here. And again, I'm like, at 11, I'm like, oh, this is, this is right. Like, exactly. Okay. These, these movies I learned about faking your own death because see under wraps he got out of taxes see I was learning a lot of loopholes back then but it's fine because I'm an upstanding citizen um <laughs> and he was just, I'm trying to figure out how he took over the identity of Orlando Walker now did you um you exactly. have a, <laughs> <laughs> he said this so casually like yeah I just like he died, so I just took his identity excuse me <laughs> Yeah, that was a big, they brushed over that, and I had questions, because that's always the thing that happens, you just assume somebody's identity, and it's like, I know that's not that easy, come on now. There have to be some steps, I just, there just has to be. Like, who helped you do this, sir? That, that's a good, that's a good question. Now, see, that would have been interesting, like, a little side plot for either Miss Stern or Mr. Goldblum or one of them, like, they had a whole plot, but anyway, I don't know. Um, and then, you know, him and Miss Dawson bonding over pumpernickel bread. I said, okay, y'all, I guess. This is like the clueless plot, subplot, so that's fine. Um, and then again, Lexi's not held accountable. She never apologizes. She's praised. Really. She's <laughs> so praised. Like, I was like, okay. Also, okay, if those are your students and you were on the run, would you let them in and, like, tell them everything? Because I'm like, these are 13-year-old kids. I just that's true but I, I think I would let them in but you're right I don't know that I would share the details of my my checkered past <laughs> <laughs> not only is it 13 year old kids but this is also the girl that wrote 
uh, a story about you in the in the tabloid that mm-hmm. got you found out in the first place. Just no anger towards her whatsoever. You feel nothing. No, no. nothing negative. Cool, cool, cool. You're like it's it's okay, you know. I'll just fake another death. That's all good. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess the only other thing I'll point out the Krent hair. Is oh, this yeah. what she, is what she? Wait, I wrote that down. I said the half crimped and the half straight mm-hmm. was a choice. It, it was a choice. Was. That was. was. Ooh, I don't know why we it like was, that. I know that not. Yeah, I had definitely had that at some point in my too. life. I had my mom crimp my hair. Woo! Yeah. That was rough. That <laughs> <laughs> was a rough time. Well, we survived. We made it out. Um, Jen thinking that Charlie's Angels was real. And they just looked at her like, okay, all right. And they just kept going. That was funny to me. Uh, the camo skirt, everything was camouflage back then. I just, you know, again, glad we grew out of that. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. Them with the paper being super spies with the little sister and her putting powder on the paper. I, As a kid, I was like, oh. And as an adult, I'm like, Okay, let's wrap this up. Like, just exactly tell us what it said. Just tell us what it said. I feel like they could have done that without all of that, but but again, we wasted kid, ten minutes. Yeah, for a kid, that was yeah. is interesting. Yeah. It was like an episode of Zoom, you know, where they teach you how to do stuff. It's like you know, here's how to decrypt <laughs> a message. Um, yeah. So, all right. So now we're getting to the main event. The hotel scene where everything and everybody comes together out of sheer convenience. So what did y'all think about their plan? You know, this whole sequence and then, you know, how everything is wrapped up here. I have to say, because I couldn't remember the ending, it was kind of fun. It didn't make me think of Clue. Everybody was just showing up. It was kind of zany. Everybody was going in different directions. We didn't know what was going on. I like that. Now, the hiding spots they chose, they were clearly not prepared for this. They were in no. over their head because old boy is standing behind a tree that got like <laughs> 10 leaves. And he keeps, he every time a person walks past, he angles sideways and steps away from the tree and steps ba- back behind the tree. Like, we see you with that big old camera. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was, it was not subtle in any way, shape, or form. They weren't whispering. They weren't. They were yelling. And and the blacks stood out in this beige hotel lobby. Yes. And then right before two, they're all gathered in one place and then scatter as if that's yeah. like a drive tissue to you. You can switch it to you. <laughs> then the grandmas, didn't they say something about them being in there? <laughs> like they look yeah, like, was like these kids are up to no good. <laughs> Cause like, yeah, later Jack runs by and he's like, ladies, grab your purses. I said, okay, all right. <laughs> it's a <it's> poor youth. <laughs> Miscreants. <laughs> Riff raff. Well, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like they had a plan, but then they got in there and just panicked. Like, I don't know what they were doing. It was weird. Like, I appreciated the the walk with the outfits. That was the best part. And then as soon as they got in there, it just all fell apart. Chaos. Everything Chaos. collapsed. And then Chaos. and then she got her hand stuck on that on that How? spray. Whatever it was. And I'm like, Lexi, girl, just break the bracelet. Come on now. How does she even... I don't I don't even know how that even happened. They were but just, yeah. like, running around. Right. And why it wasn't reversible and 
why was what's her face tied up in the um they did did they explain that why she was tied oh, up? oh yeah the why uh the teacher did i don't know why she was tied up i don't think they yeah, explained it know. she was just tied You're up right. in the stall <laughs> wait i just realized they never explained it wait a minute <laughs> Mm-mm. okay hmm again i'm really wondering now why they changed the ending because she was like, yeah, they invited me. Someone invited me for a, a free spa day. So who and would have tied her up? It would have been Miss Stern. If they had gone with that ending, they probably would explain that Miss Turn was the one who tied her up. That's so weird. Wow. I don't know why they changed it either. I, okay. I can't explain that. But yeah, it was utter chaos. And to be fair, if all those people started showing up at that time when we're supposed to be spying on someone, I would also be freaked out that I was getting set up or something, so. I mean, it was a lot of people. Everybody <laughs> was in that one hotel. Right. And all of Manhattan. At the same at time. At the same time. And, okay, can we talk about this this mayor plot line? Because that was just. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I could said, not believe. I said, oh, so you had to <laughs> pretend to not have a place to live so that you could relate and understand poverty? There was no other way for you to understand, empathize, connect with what it might feel like to not have a home. No, that, that that's was the only way. But that, also, did we change anything because of this? Did anything yeah. get fixed? Or remember how he he shook Hilarious. that jacket? He was like, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, because first they set it up like the sign, and they made sure the camera stayed so you knew that there was a New York conference on homelessness. Like the conference <laughs> was happening at the same time for no reason, and then the 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 mayor was running around dressed as a homeless man for about fifteen minutes through all the floors of the hotel. Chaos. I, I just it was just like okay. Then he went in there, and I'm like, and that's when he went in the room. I was like, oh, I remember this mess. And he said, I am proud to stand here before you today. As a man with some small insight into the poverty on our streets, and, the, and they were cheering and applaud, applauding like he had just uh, right. And I'm like, <laughs> "There's nothing else. Is, is that it?" <laughs> like Brittany said, he just held the coat and looked up to the sky and smiled. And this lady was like, "Good job!" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> that was so random. <laughs> that was the whole conference. I just couldn't. And then Lexi over there, like, wow, I didn't think about a coat. A shelter. Oh, survival. yeah. What <laughs> could be a form of shelter? A raggedy coat or whatever she said. <laughs> Again, she's getting a clue. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, God. Did y'all, um, <laughs> it happened so fast. It did. Sorry, because I wanted her to answer this too. Did y'all ever watch Black White? It was like, I don't know, 2005? I don't know, it was early 2000. But it was that show, I guess it was fake, but they played it like it was a reality show, I guess. But it was like this Black family, this white family, but they went undercover as each other. Oh, I remember that. To figure out what it was like to be a Black person. I remember that, yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. I said, okay. (laughs) That was an awful time, but I, because at first I was like, did I make that up in my mind? And then Wikipedia said, no, girl, that was real. And I was just like, I can't believe that people 
this was actually a show. But anyway, yeah, that's a miss. So, I mean, I guess it's like the real action toward poverty. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't action towards poverty. He cosplayed exactly. a homeless man exactly. for a few weeks. That's as far as people are willing to go politically. <laughs> it was it a life portrayal for him. <laughs> and the only person who would help him out was the man implicated in the crime of stealing all the money. That was wild. But I was like, why? Why did they have to be in this movie? Like, what did it serve? Yeah, they could have put more time into figuring out that ending and that plot. We lost it all. Running around and being chased that that reel where the the security guard was chasing them. The fake fake running they were doing. (laughs) He knocked over that maid and she her scream really sent me. But it was just that was a mess. That's the one thing that took me out of the movie. I said, really, y'all? Who thought that this was a cute idea? I, I don't know. But the fact that they really thought that he did something. Yeah. By being out there. <laughs> um, yeah, so Miss Dawson is tied up for no reason. And honestly, now I'm really thinking about that in my mind. Like, Andrea, I'm like, dang, who? Now what happened? Like, this is a real instance. But the, she just pushed her in the shower. Mm-hmm. And say okay, but then she's still in a robe. So I said, but your clothes—I mean, someone—it looked like someone tried to put her clothes in the garbage can. But still, I would rather put my clothes back on than run around the hotel lobby in a robe. In so I have no right. clue for no reason because you didn't know he was alive yet, or or did she? Did did she know? She she told but her even when if she, she untied did, her, she didn't know he was there. Right. <laughs> so like <laughs> they just needed everyone to be <laughs> to be somewhere. Um. I don't know, Brittany. I think you mentioned. Well, Andre, did you did you remember who did it? Because I'm like, at what point did you realize or think maybe it was Detective Meanie? I don't know. Well, I mean, we met him. It was like it's this guy okay. because of the watch okay. and stuff. But yeah. okay. But you know, it was the ending was still. It was so much going on in the ending when all those people started showing up. I did. It was like, is it is it Meanie? <laughs> <laughs> The ending got us all. And I'm glad that they said every single person's name because I needed a recap. (laughs) And I was so thankful that they just gave us a little description because I could not keep them people straight. I don't know. And then the fact that, see, I need an article about Miss Stern and Mr. Goldblum because I'm like, okay, they got rejected. Did they bond over getting rejected? And then they got together? Like, I don't don't know. I don't understand that romance. Who did Miss Stern get? Who rejected Miss Stern? Mr. Walker. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, is that why they were talking at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, I guess that's yeah. why she was mad. I oh, think that's why she was mad. Oh, yeah. Because the article much. came out. And it was <laughs> I like, oh. that. That's weird. It was like a line. It was like also, a throwaway line. Also way impro- inappropriate for <laughs> a working environment, but okay. We got a little polygon going on at the school. Yeah, so Miss Stern, like Mr. Walker, and then Mr. Goldblum tried to make uh tried to uh, make advances on Miss Dawson, but I guess they were like, "Well, we can't have them, so I guess we'll just be together." Like, <laughs> well, that's that's. I wonder what now. I'm gonna wonder what the ending is, and if it had something to do with with that. Oh, that that she did all this so she could have. Wait, no. Why would she want? Why would she do all that? Oh, maybe revenge? We got to find the ending. I'm going to find it. We're going to find it online somewhere. 
Somebody get the DVD, please. Um, I don't know. It said that she she knew him when he was in Arizona, but they don't say like what the ending was. So yeah, if you somebody has a DVD, please let us know so we can figure out what the actual ending was supposed to be. So yeah, so we have that romance. I don't know, and then Miss Dawson and Mr. Walker reunite. And they're like, aren't they cute? And I was like, no, not really. Um, it's, <laughs> it's it's giving a lot there. Um, then we have this brooch, which um, I guess, you know, finders keepers, like <laughs> nobody claimed it. So let's see, they mentioned Reagan again. And then I get the book. <laughs> and then Lexi has expert knowledge on diamonds because she, she is rich, so, you know. So I don't, even the, the detective was like, she was like, yeah, it's probably worth uh, the exact amount that he right. was framed for. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, all right. That's fine. So, I don't And then they thanked her. Even though, again, it's her fault that all of this is happening. So, well, I mean, besides you could also say that Mr. Walker would have remained on the run if she hadn't have done this. So, That's very thank cool. you, Lexi. See, silver lining. Her, his name was cleared. It was. So, you know, it, it happened. It and was then, exposed and cleared in the same week. Mm-hmm. And the mom, can you imagine, like, <laughs> the mom just comes back and like, oh, I solved a major crime. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. The mom had three minutes in this movie. Three. Like the, like, Allie Castright. Mm. Yeah. The bowling. The bowling. Mm. My mom is bowling. My mom is bowling. So... <laughs> So, yeah, so they figure out what's going on. Uh, there's a cake involved. And then the oh, wedding. Okay, I, can I just say it always irks me when cake, pie, not so much, but whenever, whenever someone messes up cake, it really, it really breaks my heart. <laughs> Truly. Because after watching, like, Cake Boss and all the wedding shows, seeing how, like, people spend hours of their lives doing that decoration and baking. It's so sad. A mess. So, I don't know who's going to pay for that. But, yeah, so they get married. I love that the mom got in the carriage, too. She was like, I am a part of this marriage. Okay, girl. Um, And then they give us the lessons. Things aren't always what they appear to be. So, any... Nothing's ever quite what it seems. Who knew it seems you get a clue? It's nothing you won't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that scene where okay, when when uh Lexi's talking to Jack, is that his name? Mm-hmm. And all four of them are together, all of a sudden a girl says, Hey Jen, and then they disappear. And then like two minutes later, they show up with just the right line as if they were part of the conversation the whole time. That was a that was a bad choice of writing, directing. <laughs> Every, every which way, that was that was a tragedy. It was very awkward, <laughs> to say the least. Awkward at best. You know, like there was a point where it was like we're gonna go bowling, but then Gabe was like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." Yeah, and like looks around and is like, "Yeah." Applause. I was like, <laughs> I was like, like "Yeah." The lines or what is going on <laughs> here? Acting. Mm, this he was still something. <laughs> it was know. that was yeah. He showed up at the bright line. 
I don't know. But she bought him some bowling shoes, and I guess they're going to go on a date. And then Brenda Song was me, like, oh, you want me to wear shoes that other people have worn? <laughs> so, <laughs> and then she says, my feet aren't that elite, and neither are yours. Because she is woke now, y'all. She's been to Brooklyn. She has been transformed. <laughs> Subway. She has okay. seen. She's seen poverty. Okay, and understood poverty. Mm. How they tried to convince us that um, risking foot fungus was elitist or not wanting to risk foot fungus was elitist. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know who, again, wrote that particular line, but <laughs> that was a struggle. So, yeah. So, uh, they got a clue. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> before we get into our moments, any other thoughts on the film? Um... No, I didn't. I didn't like her like repeating her dad's. All you gotta do has a little. What is it? Hard work, something, something, and luck. Oh yeah. As if that's some big. I didn't like that. To to miss, what's her face, romance lady. Like yeah, you need money for all the gadgets that you use. Right, that's what I was saying. It was like time. <laughs> how much of this was because you had the the you said it earlier. What was the word you said earlier? Oh, resources. Resources to do so. She was just like, oh, yeah, we, we just own the whole floor where we live. It's like, okay. That's what we'd be asked about the, the newspaper. I was like, can you do that with newspaper? Casual. <laughs> no, no. Unless you own well. the newspaper. Right. right. All right. So what did y'all find cringeworthy? The stuff about poverty, the mayor in that coat. <laughs> yes, the mayor in the coat is the number one thing on the list. Yeah. <laughs> then the way that he held that coat. And looked to the sky as if he had just been awakened, enlightened, if you will. And I, I wrote the accent that Jack had. I mean, it wasn't cringe, but it was just very unfortunate. <laughs> it was so it, bad. It didn't have to happen it either. It was not a requirement. <laughs> Every single time he said something. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, what about feel-good moments? The intro for me was a feel good because immediately it was like a flood of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like I remembered the song. I remembered the intro scenes. Like it just took me back to that time. The outfits. I loved all the outfits. Mm-hmm. It was great. Same. It was very nostalgic. And the song. Same. Yes. Now I'm not going to be able to get it out of my head. Again, so that's another 20 years of this. Um, yeah, I, I agree. That was pretty much it. But I do appreciate it's not It's not feel good. <laughs> what? Because you said that's it. Oh. <laughs> well, I was really trying to think, like, nothing made me feel good. But, you know, again, I appreciate the, the mystery, like, the realness with which they try to infuse this that's kid's true. movie with a... Uh, yeah, something mat- mature. Yeah, um, it's not a feel good, but it's just appreciation. So they they try, but to be fair, this was Lindsay Lohan, so mm-hmm. they were gonna try a little bit harder to put something around her that right. m- met her right. abilities. <laughs> and you know, she ca- she carries it. You know, she did it well. <laughs> and her last name is Gold <laughs> because she's rich. So I mean, they somebody was putting something together there. Okay. So yeah, now now we've gone through all that. Now we know why the song, what they were getting a clue about. So how would y'all rate this fine film? I'm gonna give it a four. 
the nostalgia was strong. And honestly, Lindsay Lohan doesn't disappoint any movie I've seen her in in this decade. I love her. She was one of my favorite actresses at this time. So I think it still held through for me. I mean, you know, there were some issues here and there. But I enjoyed it. I was invested. And I really just want the wardrobe, if anything. (laughs) I just want to wear all those outfits. So I'm going to go with the four. I had a reasoning for this. I said I said three and a half just because there were lots of times where I was just ready for it to be over. I, I was going to be three, but the ending got me. So the ending had me like it perked me back up. So, <laughs> so <laughs> but I wasn't like a fashion. I didn't appreciate fashion. I still am not. I have no fashion sense whatsoever. Um, and I definitely didn't appreciate I was going through my tomboy phase back then because, you know, I had to have that phase because that's what the cool kids did. And I just couldn't get into it at the time. And I was kind of feeling that same way now. Um, and I remember I said, I told you this earlier, I was excited about Get a Clue because I remember the boy being cute. And then I was like, yeah, that's, that's the only reason I, I <laughs> watched this movie because I don't think I liked it. <laughs> Wait. Can we, because I, I forgot to mention, the, the way his hair <laughs> was flipped in the movie, he had took a flat iron to that and, and twisted that up, girl, because it was every single strand was in the air. I didn't I understand had, the hair. Not a flat iron. I had to pause, and I was like, I showed her later, I was like, look at this hair. I didn't understand the hair. And I don't understand what 11-year-old Andrea was thinking, but. Woo, but yeah. we should have. Yeah, they had the clip. So three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember thinking. Yeah. But, you know, it was a time. Uh, yeah, so I, I thought that this was going to be a five for me, but I don't know why I build myself up to be disappointed. But it was still great. I still enjoyed it. Um, there were a couple bits that were slow for me or like, okay, you know, let's keep this going. But... I still thought it was a fairly solid part of the the decom universe. So I'm giving it a 3.87. 3.87. I would Whoa. give it a four, but that that poverty piece for no reason. When he <laughs> I'm like, poverty is not a costume. It, the, he just snatched that out. That was a mess. <laughs> the best but uh definitely gets a ton of points for fashion i will be looking for um a trench coat later tonight so wait and then and then he had took one. that coat from someone who actually needed it so he's not actually right homeless. he could have the teacher could have given that coat to someone who actually needed a coat mm-hmm. so oh that's real I didn't think yeah. about that okay wait let me tell you i had a pink trench coat and yes. I was the cutest thing to ever walk down <laughs> any street in Chicago. And it had a matching hat. Goodbye. It you were. Neon, I can see it. That neon a matching pink. hat? You should have seen this, actually, because I wore it when I was still in school with you, Jasmine. Yeah, I love that. Well, I'm going to go get one. Look, I'm going to bring it back. Please do. Please do. Yes. Let's do some fashions, because we still got to recreate the Wish Upon a Star look. So we'll just add it to the list. You know, oh, we should have a decom theme party. I know that will be fun in 2040. Okay, yeah, give me time to prepare. Um, <laughs> all right, well, that wraps up this discussion of Get a Clue. As always, all of the socials, links, and notable mentions are in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.